Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer, and comedian, Emily Winter. I was talking last week when I went to go stay in the haunted house about having a tarot reading in Janesville, Wisconsin. And I just want to tell you a little bit more about that because I feel like it's related to all the ghosty stuff. And it was a pretty profound experience. I'm not really used to having my tarot read. I've only had it a couple times done by friends. Um, and nothing really knocked my socks off. Um, so this... I was walking around downtown Janesville with my husband and my dog, and we were, there's like some cute little shops on their main street. We were uh, going in all these antique malls, and in one of the, this gorgeous antique mall, in one of the stalls, instead of antiques, there was a woman doing readings. Uh, I think she went by like the hippie psychic or something. I forgot to get her card, Um, but they were 15 bucks, and I was like, listen, we have all this time to kill before our show at the... Very good comedy club, by the way, uh, the Comedy Cabin, which is a relatively new comedy club. It actually just opened this year in Janesville, so side note, liked it a lot. Um, but anyway, so I was like, I'm going to get a reading. So the, the hippie psychic, which I feel like is a sort of a, what, do you really need to say hippie if you've already said psychic? But you know what? It's great. Uh, she was wonderful. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this reading done. And she said, do you want regular tarot or do you want Akashic tarot? And I had never heard of Akashic tarot. And she said that it um, it digs into your past life and then your present life. And then there's one card for your future. So I thought that was really interesting. And I said, okay, let's do an Akashic reading. Um, so it was so spot on that it I, I was almost crying. It was insane. Um, she laid down all these cards from my past and basically she said that, um, I have been traveling, which is totally true. I was traveling all summer. Uh, and that, um, in my present, she also said, and then in my past also, she's like, some bad men have, can really push your buttons. Um, you've had a lot of experiences with bad men that can really push your buttons and heighten your anxiety, which was totally true. Um, and I had just kind of had a meltdown that was triggered by something like that. Anyway, it was a kind of uncanny. But then, then the present, she was like, you are traveling. And yes, I, am st- I had still been on my summer long uh, attempt to, you know, write on a lake and make some money doing comedy in the Midwest. Um, and also that my brain gets like fuzzy a lot, which is exactly how I describe it. Uh, in the late afternoon, every day for me, I hit like a creative wall and it feels fuzzy and a little dark. And I find that like, if I have the opportunity, taking a quick nap can really snap me out of it. But also sometimes just like being hypersocial, I just have to like get out of that wavelength. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. Then my, um, my, my future she was like, okay, so this is your sole purpose on this planet. And that's what you're here for. And she flipped it over and it was scribe. And I I think you guys probably know by this point, I'm a TV writer on strike. And when you are not working, you're kind of like, is this the right path for me? Am I doing the right thing with my life? Did I choose this job randomly? Or is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And I've, I've kind of always had a pretty strong 
belief that that I'm supposed to be a writer, but um, this was like so amazing to just see one card scribe and she just said, oh, you're a writer and you're supposed to be writing. And I had not told her anything about me, where I was from, what I was doing. So I told her all of that after and it made her very happy too because the Akashic Tarot reading was not, it wasn't like uh, maybe if you interpret it this way or that way, you can get something useful out of it. It was spot on and I just felt super connected and awesome and it was great. Also, the entire summer, I've been entertaining the idea of uh, just throwing in the towel on all other creative endeavors and opening a dive bar called Poseidon's Castle, which would be a very cool themed dive bar. But um, I think I got to just wait until I sell a script or seven scripts or 20 scripts or whatever, um, whatever, however many TV shows I would need to create to be able to fund something like that. Anyway, all right, cool. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. I really loved it. Basically, what I love about this one is it it talks about how energy can stick to objects, and um, that's not something that we've talked too much on this podcast about. Anyway, so uh, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have Shannon Norman on. Shannon, thank you so much for doing the pod. Oh, thanks for having me, Emily. I appreciate it. You are another Pittsburgh person, but that is great because I feel like I am now very invested in the hauntings of uh, Pennsylvania. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm so pumped. And so that's where you live now. Is that where your story takes place? Yeah, yeah, it does. It takes place a little bit uh, to the north south as you're heading south out of pittsburgh oh cool Um, okay yeah and it's a town that according to google is called presto but um i don't know if how old of a name that is because where uh the area used to be called um the woodville state hospital oh the whole area was called woodville state hospital well from what i'm just what i'm looking at that could be there was there was nothing around it before, mm. but um, there's, it's, when I was growing up, it was, you would be driving on the highway heading south towards West Virginia. Yeah. And it was just this roll, this rolling hills, kind of a, a pastoral estate that had these buildings dotted on it. And you're like, oh, that's like a rich farm or something. And people yeah. were like, no, that is a mental hospital with oh a tuberculosis gosh. ward. Oh my gosh. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. this is where it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, when I, they tore it down in the, in the aughts, in the early aughts. And okay. it was, they decommissioned the whole hospital sometime in the nineties. There was a, there was a culling of, uh, people to be, they put people in, uh, the mental health system. A lot of the people in the hospital towards the end were developmentally disabled and um, they moved them into group homes and such. But so the hospital just sat abandoned for about 10 or 15 years. And, you know, it became a place where people just, you know, it's, it's going to attract like metalheads and punks and teenagers and stuff. Yeah. Teenagers and Meisterbrow and like, uh, you know, other kinds of shitty beer in the woods. There was tons of graffiti whenever I finally, uh, started going, doing the same thing Yeah, going there with friends. I was 19. Perfect. Yeah. I was in my first apartment and my friend had a car, uh, and we would just drive out there. And I remember the first time we went out there, we were, 
at some party and he went, we should go to Woodville. And we drove out and everybody like uh, got up the nerve and we gathered all the beer we could. And we went, we're going to go party in the woods. This will be great. Yeah. And we park and start walking up the driveway. And about 50 feet in front of us, we just heard a branch snap. That's very ominous. Fl- yeah. We didn't have flashlights or anything. And we, so we all just um, kind of scooby dooed out of there. Immediately, we all kind of just turned tail and ran immediately. <gasps> oh my gosh, you guys um, didn't even make it in. That's so funny. Oh, we didn't even make it in the first time. And then we went back the next day. We went, we're going to go back. So we went in the daytime where we were braver. And, uh, <laughs> and we walked around for hours. There were multiple, there, I think there were five main buildings or five wow. of the large buildings. And then there were smaller, like tenement bunk houses mm-hmm. around and um we went into like the main receiving building which was also i learned later was the was also the women's ward okay and you could move around on the first floor mm-hmm. pretty pretty easily but the, the the steps to the second floor had collapsed oh wow it was it was one of those things it's there were just enough steps missing that i as an unathletic uh youth could not make the jump but yeah it, it wasn't impossible right 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 um, but maybe somebody could but, but nobody wants to leave yeah. a mental an old mental institution with a broken arm or yeah 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 and nobody there was only i think there was one person there were four of us that first time that first time we went into buildings and only one of us could like make the jump and they didn't want to go up by themselves and we didn't want them to go up by themselves. So totally fair. It's also yeah, really so- smart. Cause this, the, the one time I did the same thing in high school, um, I, ju- we, the police came and I jumped out of a window and I was wearing mm-hmm. like a cute outfit cause it was high school and it didn't matter what you were doing. You had to look cute. Yeah. Uh, at least in my head. And, um, and I split my pants open. So, I, you know, nothing broke but my pants. And it was very yeah. embarrassing. And I was like, oh, no, everyone's <laughs> seeing my underwear. Anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I get I, I uh, no, I get that because we were all, you know, we're all teenage punk kids. So it's yeah. like before we went, I had to make sure my mohawk was perfect. And <laughs> it's like we're going into the woods, into abandoned building. And this is something that there's tons of abandoned buildings in Pittsburgh. It's yeah, there's just I grew up. The neighborhood I grew up in was kind of was on the decline. So this was like what we did for fun as teenagers was just broke into abandoned houses. And then you just kind of look around, see what's left in the drawers. And mm. and then at one point you're just standing in a, a place with water damage that may have unsafe floors. And you're just like, hey, we're hanging out. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so we uh, yeah. So we wander around. And then since we can't go up. We decide to try to go down, mm. and that's where we get where we get down. And then someone who was with us, the guy who drove, knew a little bit more. He'd been there before, and he was the one who was like, "Yeah, I heard there's tunnels underneath this place." And we get down, that's and the, and of course, the downstairs is just all concrete, and it looks very um, gnarly because there's. Uh, what are those called? Stretchers. Oh yeah. Just yeah. kind of, you just see a couple stretchers and then it's just bleak and where, institutional. Yeah. And there's straps on them and things and it's, Ugh. and they're kind of dry rotting and they're the light that's shining down on us. You can just see it goes tunnel, 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 darkness. Oh my God. 
And so scary. We're, yeah. And I'm like, well, we don't have, no one thought to bring a flashlight. Oh no, we can't go any further. I'm terrified the whole time, by the way, because there's just this weird, it's summertime. There's a light breeze. Uh, you know, there's bug noises and stuff and it's very serene and calm, but very eerie feeling like overly calm. Yeah. And yeah. So we go back out and we wander around on that first floor and you see some graffiti and you're like, oh, there's a dick. That's cool. And yeah. Uh, and then we wander around. And this is this this it's it's acreage, this this mental institution. And we work our way up to there's a building up on a hill and you just see it and you can just see the roof and then it's all glass windows and we make our way up there and you get up there and on the top of that hill, it's a beautiful view of the valley and everything. And it's very nice. And then you go in and it's, you realize very quickly that this building had like paintings on the walls that this was a children's ward. A little scary. Okay. Yeah. Tiny, tiny beds and things. And it's even, this is a little freakier even because of how well lit it is. You can okay. see every detail. And then there's there's spots that whenever they close this hospital, mm-hmm. you I don't know what the protocol for closing down a medical institution is, but it seems like they just went, all right, we're closed. And then they left because there's I- file folders everywhere. Like, yeah, that was my yeah. experience at the one in Illinois. And it, you know, it's the weirdest thing. I just feel like with mental institutions specifically, there's like there used to be like no protocol. Because, I mean, the way yeah. they treated these people was obviously horrible. And like they did not have like, yeah, it was yeah. just an institution of suffering rather than healing. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's it, exactly that. And as you know, the people were we're with are going like hey look at these files and look at this and like someone picks up a stethoscope or Mm -hmm. something or like a glass jar that's not been busted yet that says like tongue depressors and you know it's now everybody's got these little trophies and keepsakes and you know a file folder that oh this last guy's name was butt man let this is funny or whatever and yeah 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 and we make our way you see from where we're at on that hill, you can see another building kind of in the underbrush towards the edge of the woods that are surrounding Woodville. And we make our way over. And this place is very, I put it, it's, it's like around the time that this happened, they did the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. And did you see with Arlie Ermery? Did you see that one? I did not see it, but I was aware that it was, happening. Okay. <laughs> and it had like this area had that early 2000s horror mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. It's kind of, you know, with the trees, it's the lighting is kind of you're getting shadows and it's a little yellowy and and it's yes. just yeah, and it's a very it was the perfect place to if you had $1200 and wanted to shoot a horror short, this would have been the perfect mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. And we go in and it's just it's eerie. It's all tiled. It was like a okay. light blue tile and tan floors. And but it's real tight. There, there's a lot of stuff happening in the building. Okay. But it's real. The hallways are smaller and it's just claustrophobic feeling. And it's okay. very I got this terrible vibe the whole time we were in there. 
And I'm like, I don't want to, I was like, I don't want to be in here, but I also didn't want to go out by myself Yeah. and yeah. like smoke a cigarette or something. So I'm kind of trapped with these other three people. And it's that group mentality where one person wants to keep going, but everyone else doesn't want to, but doesn't want, none of us want to tap be out. The, yeah. Be the one who ruins it. Yeah, and also you're like, am I the only one feeling this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're all 19 year old or 20 year old boys. Yeah. So we're all just like, you know, collectively between the four of us, we've been hugged by fathers three times <laughs> and, you know, we're all just trying to be tough. Yeah. And, and eventually in there, as we're leaving, there was a, um, it said like oxygen, no smoking on one of the doors, like a plastic uh, placard. And I took that mm-hmm. and because um, I was the only one that didn't have one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like a souvenir. Every, yeah, everyone else had something. I took that and we left uh, after that. We kind of walked our way back out. And um, because even the person who uh, his name is Dan, who was leading like leading the expedition, he was like, oh man, maybe we should, you guys want to get something to eat? Kind of, <laughs> you know, a, like we should get out of here. Yeah, but it's like bravado, but like in, yeah. Like yeah. what else do men do? Men eat, all right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. this, I mean, this was, it, there was so much, I felt like a pressure mm-hmm. on me the entire time we were in there. Like it Did was Did you figure real. out what that plate, that building was? Oh, I I did, and I was gonna. Um, I, oh. So we we leave right, and we get um, we get into Dan's car, and we go eat, you know, blah blah blah, go go about our lives. But um, a couple of those things made it out of the institution. That oxygen sign, mm-hmm. and then and there were some papers, and uh, there was something else. But it was just like some sort of like a, a stethoscope or something, something yeah. dumb like that. That was kind of uh, and they but they all got everybody like left them in Dan because we put him in the trunk when we got mm-hmm. back to his car. He had a big oh, what was it like an old Bel Air or something like okay. a bo- like a boat car. Yeah. And put it in, go eat. And then I. When we're back, you I have that energy afterwards. I'm like mm-hmm. very excited. We went. And did this thing in the institute i'm telling everybody and i then realized um my aunt had been in woodville at one point oh wow and I, and I call her and i'm like aunt patty i was at woodville and the and um you know oh i got so many questions for you and she goes well yeah come on over and she lived near me near my first near my apartment and i went over and like she had me draw her a map of where I went and she told me she was the one who told me that was the women's building and the children. And she was like, well, it's the children's. I went, yeah, well, there were the paintings. I kind of figured that out. But that building we had been in was the tuberculosis ward. Uh... And that's when she tells me that like one of her kids had spent a good amount of time in there. Like I have multiple cousins that it was basically used this place as a vacation home in the eighties. Uh, Cause there's a lot of mental illness in my family, but, oh. <laughs> they, um, but I mean, they were just, yeah. no, they okay. were just in and out. And oh she starts gosh. telling me, she tells me the story about her time there. She'd been there many, many times. And 
that all the all those buildings were connected by underground tunnels. Oh my god! And they, but they also go to. There's a big stack coming out that's mm-hmm. that's still there. Um, it was part of there was a crematorium underground. Yeah, to the right of the um, institution, there's a cemetery, and and it's just and it's very overgrown. So of, of course. When I told my friends that they were like, we got to go back we gotta and find go that back. cemetery. We go and it's just, it was very, very overgrown and it's all just woods. We're having a hard time finding it. But at this point, Dan had um, like a week had elapsed and I had every weekend I'd have people over because, you know, someone was 21. So someone could bring beer and everybody has this, we have the, everybody's drinking and, stuff and dan brings that stuff in he's like oh man i got your your sign and stuff out of the car mm-hmm. and brought it in and i went oh yeah it sits on the table i don't think anything of it and at one point my roommate at the time goes like hey man here's your stuff i'm gonna put it in your room just puts mm-hmm. it in my room and party goes on pass out but the next night sunday night i'm there and it's just me and my roommate and we're mm-hmm. you know we're in our own bedroom to go to sleep and stuff and I just can't fall asleep. And it's like, it's real, it's real hot in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. But so I have my bedroom door open to try to get a cross breeze going and that doesn't help. And then I start falling into like fitful sleep mm-hmm. and I can't uh, really find a space that's comfortable. And yeah. then I just start having this feeling that there's, someone in my room like a feeling of a person Uh and it's just I'm laying there and I I did this I did a thing that I used to in my when I was growing up I had to sleep facing the wall Mm -hmm. I don't I I don't know why um it was my brother and I shared a room Mm -hmm. but I would always have to my shoulder would have to touch the wall for me to fall asleep as a little kid. It's probably just like a feel safe thing. Yeah. Like in a, and that, so in my first apartment, I had my bed against the wall. Cause that's yeah. really like flushed up against it. Cause that's all I knew. Right. But, yeah. So then I, I call the area that touches the wall, the long part, the scary. Cause sometimes you fall in. Um, yeah. yeah. But yes. Yeah. yeah. So you had a scary. I, yeah. Yeah. And I would, um, so I'm just like, I feel like someone's in the room and I can't bring myself to like look behind me. And I'm just trying to push myself into this embossed wood paneling wall. It was so <laughs> like, you know, you got, you wake up and you have just red marks on your face for half of the day because I'm just like pushing myself into this wall. And then finally, at one point I've like got to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Cause I'm awake the whole time. Yeah. And just like, are you thinking out. about the sign? Oh, I'm just thinking, I'm just running through like, what is going on? Why it, there was nothing. I didn't hear any noises. So no one broke in. Like, what yeah. is this feeling? And then I'm just like, what if we took that stuff? That's the only thing I've gone through. I've had enough time to go through every decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. 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 And that's the only thing that's been different. And it's not. Cause we, I've been in this apartment long enough that it's, I'm comfortable in and I feel safe there. And mm-hmm. it's not like I, so I'm even like, well, I mean, I sleep. Okay. I've slept. Okay. Until 
Dan brought that stuff over on Saturday or Friday yeah. or whenever it was. And there's a point where I'm like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, okay. Three, two, one. And then I just roll over as fast as I can and get up <laughs> and kind of run out of the room. Yeah. And yeah, come back in. And as I'm leaving the bathroom, I turn every light on as I'm mm-hmm. walking. And it's like bathroom, hallway, living room, my room. I open yeah. the closet. I look at, and then I finally, I leave my bedroom door open, turn my light off, but leave the living room light on. So it's like shining light in and then kind of fall asleep for a little bit. I don't know. And it's just, but un just uncomfortable feeling in there still. Yeah. And then, yeah, the next day it's Monday. I have some shitty job and I, uh, I call him and I'm like, Hey man, I, you know, we talked and I talked to my aunt. We got to go back. We got to go back there. And return. Up. So and you have everybody's souvenirs at your place in your room, right? It's, yeah. Every, yeah. everything. And I put them all on the porch <laughs> until like, we do that. Like we're I not can't, doing this. Yeah. No, it was just the one, one night. And at that point he goes, okay, well, you know, we make plans for later in the week to go. And at that point, there were other people at the party that heard about Woodville. And now, like, a big group. We're taking two cars, and one of them's a minivan out there. So you got, and like, the, 10 people or something. Yeah, this one. And this this guy, Jason, his he tells his mom. And his mom is, you know, um, very uh, spiritual, witchy, you yeah. know, crystals and stuff. She's... Uh, a lot of lot of leather vests and things. And <laughs> she, yeah, and she goes, well, I want to come with you and see if there's any feelings and that yes. if I get anything. And he and the and her son is like, and I'm going to bring a camcorder and we're going to film it. And, um, and when we get there, she kind of starts leading people and she's like, there's a lot of energy here. There's a lot of bad energy in this room. And I feel, you know, in doing that, and it's kind of, At first, you feel like, well, this is bullshit, mm-hmm. this kind of feeling. But because um, I'd seen her do this stuff before and she did like she's done tarot readings for me mm-hmm. at that point. And I don't really, you know, I'm kind of getting over Catholicism mm-hmm. still. So like, yeah. when she did tarot, I'm like, oh, well, you're just kind of telling me generic things that you know about me already totally i've had a lot yeah i'm only just now starting to come around on some of tarot yeah i get it well well this having already experienced all this i was like no she's right there's a lot of bad energy in this room this is (laughs) i a hundred percent i'm there is more than one god (laughs) (laughs) you know uh it kind of it it pushed my understanding of the universe forward i guess but so we're going and uh, as she's going in on the first floor of that main building with the women's ward, the camera starts going out. And oh, so you guys are filming. He, yeah, he, but one of the people brought a camcorder right. to film everything and it just keeps like shutting off and shutting off. And then he's like, the he's, we go outside and it works, but inside it doesn't. And then when we get up to the top of the, by the time we get to the top of the hill, the battery on it is dead. Is it daytime yeah. or nighttime? I forgot. It is daytime. It daytime, is like okay. noon, 12, yeah. 30, 1 o'clock, very early in the day. And he says that he had it on the charger all night. He charged both of the batteries. He puts the other battery on 
and he keeps having the same thing. It just keeps shutting off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. And then someone like his, was it his girlfriend at the time took pictures and you know, when those came, but when the film came back, there's all the orbs everywhere. Yes. Okay. Orbs everywhere. Yeah. 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 And as we go along, I don't remember. I'm trying to put things back where I'm like, okay, I don't remember exactly where this was picked up, but I know it was from this building. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And every mm -hmm. time, and I've got this stuff, it's in my backpack. I'm, I put it back and I'm just like, uh, when I put it back, I go, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Kind of like just looking yeah. around and apologizing. Yeah. And was your team and group of friends and woo woo mom on board with this? They were like, oh yeah. yeah. Everybody was like, yeah, they, she was like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen you do. You, sh you should have never taken. I went, why didn't yeah. it's group? And she went, you're all idiots. Yeah. 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 We gotta, Hilarious. Yeah. And when we go back and like, I don't want to go back to that tuberculosis building. Yeah. But we, I have but to, because have I got to put this back. Yeah. And it's, um, and I'm like, it's the, at that point, I'm a, comfortable with apologizing to just the air. And I go like, Hey, I'm sorry. I took, I'm, I'm sorry that I took this and, I'm also sorry that I can't put it back on the door, but I'm just going to put it right here. And then, uh, yeah. And, she, and, you know, she says some things that are like insightful. And she's like, these are, you know, it's, there's an angry energy here. There's it's sad here. This is, you could tell somebody was, it's very pastoral in this area or it's calmer here. And um, yeah, I mentioned that to my aunt and I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's, she said it was really angry. And she went, well, yeah, of course it is. Lots of people died in that place. Yeah. And yeah. And the, the cemetery, I just happened to look, it's still, the cemetery is still there. Oh my and gosh. It has, it has three stars on Google. So the, when it was finally demolished, uh, Woodville, it was demolished and then redeveloped as uh luxury housing and uh by mario lemieux of the pittsburgh penguins whoa yeah. so wait so now if you go there it's all luxury housing it's now yeah they're everything luxury, except like, the cemetery the, yeah the cemetery is still there and the and the stack that's coming because i guess they just sealed off all the underground tunnels because it's all like oh. deep underground concrete that is so scary. Yeah. How could so you live there still... knowing that there's like tunnels full of ghosts? I don't know. Also, like that, I mean, that's like the the fifth thing that's wrong with that land. Because these are all just big, like they're McMansions. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just, they're tacky and gaudy already. But, yeah. <laughs> but then also possibly haunted. Oh my gosh, I wonder if anyone's had experiences there because it, it it's so I really love this story because I love the idea that um yeah, like you you guys experimented. You took stuff and it was not good. So it's yeah, just like no, it so what does that mean to you as somebody I mean now and then also then somebody who's getting over Catholicism like were you just like, oh, "Okay, I believe in ghosts and I believe in some kind of god or what?" Well, I, at the time, like, I thought that it was, I took something that belonged to someone mm -hmm. and, you know, but really what we, everything that we, all these items are just owned by the hospital. 
Mm-hmm. You know, these are a file right. folder or a door thing. These aren't like specific. It's not like you personal. found somebody's necklace. Yeah. Yeah. These are personal objects. So at the time I attached it to, I specifically angered like someone who had lived there or something. And that may have been the truth, but now, now I look at it. Um, well, I guess then I kind of also grappled with the idea that like, technically I stole Mm-hmm. And this is some, there's a, the there's Catholic guilt. Maybe this is, is this the devil or is them by mm. being punished by a guardian angel or something. Mm. But now I view it more, um, I guess I don't have a religious view, more of a spiritual view of things. Mm-hmm. I look at it as I just took some of, there's negative energy attached to all that stuff there. And I just took little doggy bags of negative bad, energy, of bad vibes home <laughs> with me. And, doggy bags of bad vibes. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, there's so much, uh, there's so much bad, you know, there was just that instant you're outside. Yeah. And you just feel it like it's in, it's permeated into the earth there. So if you uh, were, if somebody wanted to go and do a different location, obviously where there's still like, there's still the pot, like someplace haunted, uh, Mm -hmm. would you do it now with having this experience? Um, geez, I don't know, because here's the thing. I just, like, I just turned 42 a couple days ago and happy birthday. I, well, thank you. I, but I still have that urge that uh, when I see something around here that's like a cool looking building that's mm-hmm. abandoned, I'm like, I'd like to break into that. Yeah. I want to see what the inside of that's like. Like, I yeah. still, I, I still have that urge, but I know that now, like, I definitely wouldn't take anything mm-hmm. from a place and I would make my, I, I would have a different approach. I wouldn't just walk in all cavalier. I'd make my intentions known and, so like in, walk in and in say space. like I mean no harm I don't want to take yeah. anything with me I mean the physical or non physical and yeah. uh, wish you all well but you're welcome to reveal yourself. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm just a curious little kitten. Just want to yeah. have a look. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think but, that's probably the safer attitude. Yeah, I think honestly, if someone went, uh, we're doing it. Hey, this is this is haunted. We're gonna go at night. I would say no, thank you. I don't want to interact with that kind of energy i'm more curious and exploratory um because i don't want anything like that to attach onto me yeah yeah that's the scary part like i uh, i go out and thrift a lot mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i'll drive i do this circuit around Pittsburgh where i'll leave my house at like 8 30 in the morning and i'll get back at like 5 p.m because i'll drive out to johnstown which is two hours away mm-hmm. and hit all these places and sometimes if i'm doing that if i i, I have seen old little cemeteries i go and drive around them i'm just you know i'm nebby like how, what's the layout of this graveyard like yeah. <laughs> what do you got yeah i can't uh especially being where you are having so much cool history and like interesting history and like how can you not yeah yeah, um, yeah, and there's so much. Yeah, like I said, there's so much stuff. There were so many active steel mills, and there's giant bridges that people have fallen into while building. And then, I mean, a bunch of what 
20 some people died building the Westinghouse bridge for then wow. hundreds of people have thrown themselves off of it since it was built. And, and that's just one of your many bridges. Yeah. And that's just one. There's what? 215 more. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize there's that many. Holy yeah. Shit. There's so Crazy. many. Well, I've loved this episode. Shannon, do you want to tell people, uh, plug anything you want to plug and tell them where they can find you on, on the internet? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. I am on, I'm on all social media at, at Shambones. Nice. That's, you can find all my uh, dates and things that are coming up. I also, I run a monthly show out of my barbershop called Good Enough Comedy. That's so cool. And yeah, you can do, uh, you can follow us uh, at Good Enough Comedy PGH. We got, yes. a, yeah, we got, we got some stuff coming up. We got cool people coming through every month. It's always an out of town headliner. It's a nice, oh, it's an easy Thursday show. Anytime you come, anytime you and your husband come through and you want to do a Thursday show, just hit me up. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, what's, what else? I'm going to be in Denver at the end of September for the High Plains Comedy Festival. Amazing. Yeah. And then, I don't know, some other stuff, too. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. We'll have so much fun in High Plains. That has well, a wonderful you. reputation. And yeah, that should be great. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help people find it. Um, you can also follow me at Emily MC Winter on Instagram and basically all socials and uh, Comedians with Ghost Stories on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much and have a great week.